Welcome back to another All About Jesus podcast. We got Leroy Troyer here today, the owner of Generational Builders. Uh, just really glad to have him. And I uh, got a great f- friend and uh, just a friend of the uh, All About Jesus podcast, Eddie Kurtz. Um, how are you fellas doing today? Excellent. Better than I deserve. Less than highly favored. Uh, Eddie, will you start us off in prayer? Yep. Lord, we just thank you, uh, God, for today, and uh, God, just uh, thankful for these men you put in our life, and um, God, they've both been father figures in the, in me and Molly's life, our children, and God, we just thank you for that. Um, God, just pray that, uh, <clears throat> Lord, that as we share the glory of you today, God, that everybody that would hear this, Lord, would, um, Lord, be touched just as we are as we speak, and God, we just thank you, give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, we'll start with... Uh, Leroy today has never been on the show and just uh, um, really become a, a good friend and just a great example of how to um, run a business and just a very godly man and just, um, if you don't know Leroy, you're just really missing out in my book. And uh, I just like for Leroy to kind of introduce himself, maybe give some of his testimony than just how he's uh, led to what's uh, what's happened in his life here lately. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm humbled, uh, grateful to be able to uh, share on the on the podcast. Uh, um, we're sitting here with Brian and uh, Eddie. Eddie's been um, a real inspiration to uh, to me. We go back a long ways. Um, I think when I first met Eddie, he was uh, 17 years old and uh, came off of the farm and uh, <laughs> he, he came to work. Um, so. Uh, I don't really know, uh, you know, where to start besides, uh, you know, I grew up in a, in a really conservative Amish family and, and um, five boys, two girls, um, grew up in Canada. Mom and dad moved to Oklahoma when I was 15, uh, loving, loving family. Um, my folks never, uh, never argued. Um, they, uh, I can't say anything bad about them. Um, and then, um, you know, at the age of 17, I decided that, uh, that wasn't going to be me. And, and, um, I, uh, lived in sin and darkness for, for quite a while. I, um, looked at a situation when I was 22 years old, I guess I started my own business. And like I said, uh, when I say my own, that's basically what it was. And it failed miserably. I, um, you know, it was before I had Christ, um, and um, I um, ran it into the ground, and um, it went bankrupt. You know, a lot of times people look at you now, and they say, well, you know, that guy, he's, he's got it made. But what most people don't see is the struggle that you go through to get to that point. Um, and Amen. the Lord's really, really, um, really dealt with me since then. Amen. Almost sounds like my business deal. We started off pretty good, then end up going bankrupt then uh and you'd kind of i'd grew up in church then you'd kind of like oh lord if you'd help me or give me a hailstorm and you'd go off it'd be you and the lord and all of a sudden it was just you again i'll i'll take from here now lord since the pockets are full of money then drive it right back into the ground <laughs> right 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 no i can relate with that i uh i remember uh Years ago, I feel like I need to go this direction, and I don't know why. Maybe somebody out there needs to hear this, but uh, I remember going to, um, when I was about 28 years old, 
uh, giving my life to Christ. And uh, I remember walking into a church house, and um, I remember sitting in there, and um, and uh, they uh, the sermon was about tithing. And uh, of course, growing up that way, I never had I had no idea about tithing. And uh, I remember sitting in there, and the guy starts talking about money, and and uh, I remember. Like it was yesterday, I looked at my wife and I said, "These guys, all they want is my money. We're out of here." And uh, <laughs> we we split, you know. Um, and it took me a long time. It took me a long time before I finally realized that, uh, you know, they didn't really want your money. You know, they were basically teaching a uh, a principle that the Lord asked you to do. And uh, and it took me. Uh, uh, I wish I could rewind and you go back and you say, hey, I would have got that a lot sooner. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't. Uh, And that's uh, so we did start, uh, you know, tithing and um, and uh, what the Lord's done uh, in that aspect of it. You know, you're looking at somebody that's, you know, and I used to really, really struggle with this is to be talking about this individual subject right here. And I had a conversation with Eddie about. telling people about giving because in the Bible there's a scripture where it says, uh, you know, you shouldn't let your right hand know what your left hand does. Mm -hmm. And um, so I really struggled with the idea of telling people that, uh, hey, I'm a faithful tither because I used to think, well, you know, uh, uh, they're going to think, oh, okay, well, he's just bragging on himself. And I remember flipping the Bible open on a scripture, and I want to flip it open now. I want to read it, um, and it really ministered to me. And basically, it was in uh, in Luke, and it was in Luke nine, and I'm going to read verse thirty nine, where basically uh, Jesus was uh, he cast the demon out of this uh, individual, and uh, and uh, he wanted to go with him. And Jesus was I'm going to read the read the verse before. And it says, uh, uh, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go, but Jesus, he was wanting to go with Jesus across the river. And uh, Jesus said, no, go, go back to your family and tell them all the wonderful things God has done for you. So he went all through the land telling about the good things Jesus has done for him. So basically, I want to springboard off of that um, because that really, really set me free. Uh, so anything that I'm going to be talking about today, none of it's got anything to do with me. It's Amen. strictly what the Lord has done. Amen. And, uh, and he has poured out blessings. Uh, I look back, you know, I'm, uh, for about 25 years now, um, after I got over the fact that I, um, knew the church wasn't after my money, um, <laughs> I pretty faithfully, uh, you know, been tithing and, uh, Amen. giving. And, um, you know, the Lord brought me out of sin and darkness and, uh, and uh, changed me, transformed me. Praise God. Amen. So yeah, you met uh, Leroy around 17 years old? <laughs> I was fresh off the farm. <laughs> uh, really cool. Yeah, I was 17. I uh, moved out of my parents' house, was a rebellious kid. Um, thought I knew everything, but yet I had nothing. I think I had, uh, just shy of 200 bucks. I had nothing, you know, growing up, um, we handed our paycheck to mom and dad. And, uh, so I, I had nothing and I had no faith either. 
I knew of Jesus, uh, but I didn't know him. And so uh, that was many, many years of being pretty rough. Um, but I believe the Lord puts people in your life um, to help guide you and to uh, push you. And so I think when I left there, I called Leroy about a job, and uh, we went framing houses, and, man, we thought we were doing it. <laughs> we were for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, early mornings, and, uh, I mean, you worked hard, come home, and um, and it was good. You know, it was a good job for me, but it was uh, the relationship that I learned through that, and um, Leroy just kind of fit that father figure for me as well that I needed, and um, I think I'm going to touch a little bit on this, on, on the lukewarm side of it. Um choked up on this one um i look back and i don't even know that i've talked to leroy about this in person but i look back at that i wished i would have um, known the jesus he knew and uh you know i'd I'd never hold that over him but uh, there was a lot of hard years um you know there was something different i could see it but i didn't know it and uh so it was really cool. I always uh, looked up to him, and, you know, he, he'd take time to go to his boys' games, and um, that's what I always wanted to, from my father was to, you know, want to hang out with me. And uh, so that was always good. Um, from there, we, I think I was kind of off and on on framing side of it, you know, for a little bit here and there. Uh Moved to Florida, and then uh, from Florida, I we were going to move back after Riker was born, and uh, we want to be close to the family. I called Leroy and Joe and I. Thank goodness they didn't know a, a good concrete guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they took a chance on me. And, you know, that was very, very special. Uh, that was the last phone call I made. The first two I made, I didn't know anybody, didn't know the contractors, so I called them first, and uh, I called them last, and it was uh, really cool. Got to do all their concrete, and uh, rough, challenging years there as well to start. Anybody that starts a business, you know, manual uh, feels like you pile drive it into the ground too. And But uh, five, about five years ago, uh, we came in to... Brought it in house to generational, and it's been uh, been good. Had one one rough year, and then I got transformed too. The same Jesus that transformed them uh, transformed me too, and it's never been the same. So, so at first, uh, Eddie had his own business, and he come and poured your concrete. Then you guys went worked together. We did, yes. Um, we really struggled with um, with concrete. Like in 2012 uh, is when we actually formed the company. And uh, we really struggled with a concrete crew. Um, and then Eddie came on board and he actually poured all of our concrete, uh, which was good. Uh, and uh, I remember um, sitting in the office um, and uh, Eddie comes in and... Uh, and asked me if uh, if I would uh, if we would consider him maybe coming into the office to work and um, 
that way he could uh, his schedule because uh, where we get out of balance a lot of times, and I'll be the first to admit, for me it was the same too. Running your own business, you you feel like um, uh, if you don't have it, I always say if you can put the Lord first and uh, put your family second and your business third, you got it made. Uh, and we get that out of balance a lot of times. And when I looked at Eddie and he had younger children and he wanted to know if he could come in and maybe he could run the concrete business from the office side of it. And that way it would give him a little bit more freedom as far as being able to go watch his kids play basketball or like right now he's, he's reaping that right now. Uh, and for me, it touched me. It, it ripped my heart out because I did. Uh, that's one thing I did make sure that I did is I went to my boys' uh, games and all that stuff, and um, and uh, we'll probably get into it a little bit later on. But for me, what I really, really uh, look back at and gets me excited when I'm around these guys and, and they've got young families is is they can pour into their, their children right now when – back then uh yes i was there but uh the boys always thought that um hey let's not call dad because dad's too busy you know that that rips your heart out you know now later years you 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 get convicted of that and mm -hmm. you see that so when i'm sitting in an auditorium with uh, 11 1100 men and i see these young families and when the weekend's over uh uh my spirit just it jumps for joy because of uh generations and generations will be changed where fathers are pouring into their children and it's just different I'm, I'm i'm excited about my my son and my grandkids and you know it's pretty special i was talking to a guy on the phone the other day me and eddie's talked about this before that uh he was just talking about he's a workaholic and uh just putting so much time into it and need the money and I said, well, it's, we like to use work. It's a good excuse because, you know, you're doing the right thing. But your kids, they just want to spend time with it. You'll never get that time back. If you That's just right. work yourself to death and all of a sudden they move out and you've missed all that time, your wife just wants to spend time with you. Yep. So don't, uh, you know, don't work and just be an idol just like uh, right. anything else. So we just right. really need to slow down and just really pour into our kids or because your kids get to a certain age and you haven't poured into them. Yep maybe pouring into them to get them out of jail. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's pouring into them. Right. Whether you are not, somebody is. Um, and, and hopefully it's you. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I honestly believe, uh, with your children, you have about the age of, uh, zero to 12 that, uh, you really get to change the outcome of how they live their life. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like, you know, 12 to, and I think of myself, you know, when I was a kid at that, um, about 12 to probably 25, maybe 20. Um, dad just doesn't know. Dad's old. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And, uh, and, and so I, th I really think that that age gap is, is really the time that you have with your kids in you know, we get to see it in ours. Um, <clears throat> thank goodness Riker doesn't even remember the worst, the worst part of his life uh, with Dad. And it's something I I told him. You know what I did to him, 
when he was, I think, three. And he looked at me like all bug-eyed, like, Dad, <laughs> you really did that? And uh, not a proud moment. Afterwards, I was in my garage and banging my heads against the wall and wondering, how did I get here as a father? Never intended that. But thankfully, he never knew that side. And I get to see the results of it. And um, I'm going to share this just really quick about a basketball game. Um, his teacher showed up at his last basketball game. And, uh, man, we have a special teacher. She, uh, she pulled me to the side after the game and uh, told me that they're doing this rainbow thing and they're writing stuff in there. And every line, Riker either has God or Jesus written in there. Amen. And... Um, they get to pick a song, and he picked the song Waymaker. Wow. And she said, and I'm going to play it. I don't care if I get fired. And, like, man, I got all choked up. You know, because sometimes um, at home, the everyday life, um, parents that are listening, sometimes it doesn't seem like what you pour into your kids, uh, like it's not even taking effect. You know, they fight with their sisters. Sometimes they may get mouthy. Sometimes they don't listen. You know, all that stuff. But if you, if you take a step back and you listen, you watch, like those seeds don't go unnoticed. And when you hear that, it's like, man, you thank the Lord because the route that kid is on, wow. It's way, be- way better. Right. That he knows the, the same Jesus I know today, and I'm going to make sure that every single one of my kids know that. Um, that's my job, not my pastor, not my youth pastor. That's my job, is to make sure that my kids understand that when they get to an age that they know they have messed up and they need a Savior, and that means me humbling myself, um, telling my kids where I've been, how I mess up, and you get down on their level, and, and I am in a stage with Riker right now where I keep sharing how it was when I was eight. All I wanted. And uh, it's been really, really cool that we get to talk about it, and it's, it's not me anymore. Amen. My past does not define me. Jesus does. So, Yeah, it seems like about eighth grade I've done a lot of coaching, and they get to freshmen, they still need a ride, but they start getting rides from other people. And unfortunately, my kids seen me at my – absolute worst and um as a drunk and a drug addict and a liar and a cheater and um i just hope that doesn't happen to anybody else um i'll come back to that (laughs) um i know that uh, as we have heard your testimony some of it leroy and you was kind of a maybe a a lukewarm christian kind of half in half out and uh, how just all started changing i think it had something to do with Eddie, then what's led up to mm-hmm. uh, the testimonies that you give it encounters, if you want to yeah. speak on that. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, funny that you mentioned that because I'm sitting here and it's burning inside of me when Eddie was uh, when Eddie was talking about uh, whew, working. Um, you know, he was 17, and, uh, you know, I knew, I knew the Lord then, um, and uh, I look back, um, I could have poured into him. Uh, I could have made tremendous difference, um, you know, and uh, and I always say, you know, 
uh, we uh, we look at it, and for me personally, I looked at it like uh, years ago. At that point in time, for me, um, I felt like I was all in. Uh, you know, I was going to church. I would take my, my kids to church and, you know, you were, uh, you were a deacon on the, on the church board and, you know, you'd board meetings and all this. And, you know, you look at it and you say, man, you know, I'm all in. And it's not like I didn't hear from the Lord. Um, uh, but I look at it now, um, man, I was so lukewarm. It makes me want to vomit. And then you look at it and you say, why is that? Well, when I look at it personally, if the Lord poured everything out he had for you instantly, you couldn't handle it. Right. We, we would, if I would have known where the Lord's taken me today, 15, 20 years ago, I would have probably run the other way. Yep. I mean, I, got, I would have got scared because it would have been such a change for me. But uh, I feel like the Lord's, uh, uh, the way he brings us along, um, you know, obviously his ways are way better than our ways. And uh, he also gives us choices, right, where we can. But looking back at uh, Eddie when he was 17, uh, I ran a pretty tight ship. Um, uh, when I say that, I, uh, I, uh, I just never understood why people wouldn't want to work as hard as I work. And they wouldn't want to show up whenever I show up. And uh don't be late. Uh, you know, those was one. <laughs> I, I don't even know why we're going here, but maybe somebody out there needs to hear this. I've heard this one. <laughs> um, you know, I, I um, you know, and, 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 and I was way better. When Eddie came to work for me, I was way better than in the beginning. So I'm going to back up just a little bit. When I originally started, I was 23 years old. And I uh, started our, uh, I was a partnership at that time for about two years. And then I went out on my own and basically I framed houses and uh, I was pretty rough. I was, uh, of course, at that point in time, I was, uh, you know, alcohol, drugs, tobacco, cigarettes, you name it. We were in it and um, I had no compassion for people, none. I could care less if you got in my way. I was, I wasn't big enough to run over you, but uh, I get a truck that will. And I just moved out of the way. And it was so terrible that when I finally, uh, uh, when Jesus finally got a hold of me, God. Uh, I had to, uh, I had to call, uh, call those guys up, you know, and I had to apologize. Um, so, by the time uh, by the time uh, Eddie came around, obviously I had uh, I was born again, and 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 yes, you were. I was living for Jesus. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to the bars or none of that stuff. Um, and uh, you know, I thought I was all in. Um, and then, um, basically, uh, in two thousand and twelve, we ended up starting generational buildings. And when Eddie came into the office, he uh, he talked about this uh, this encounter place. Um, I never really paid any attention. Uh, to be honest with you, I really didn't even know what it was. I was consumed with work. Uh, every time he'd go, he would always say, "Hey, uh, I'm going to encounter. You guys want to go?" And uh, I was just like everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you had other things you wanted to do. You had other things you could do. 
So I was never in. Uh, and then in 21, uh, night, uh, 2020, 2020, that's right. Uh, January, um, he got me, he bought everybody, actually, everybody in the office got a, got an encounter ticket and, uh, and for Christmas. And, uh, I remember like it was yesterday, I had that ticket and I laid it on the counter in the bathroom there in the vanity and. I seen it was getting close, um, and uh, I re- I'll re- never forget it. I told my wife, I'm like, uh, hey, you see this ticket's coming up, this event that Eddie uh, gave me a ticket for, um, and um, what am I going to do with it? And she's like, well, I guess you'll either go or tell Eddie he can take his Christmas gift back. And I'm like, well, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. And she's like, well, I guess you're going to go. So... At that point in time, I couldn't, the only reason, I'm just going to be real honest with you, the only reason I went is uh, is because I didn't want to disappoint somebody that gave me a Christmas gift. And now, this isn't no bash on anybody else, but I was the only one out of the office that went. Everybody else found a reason and an excuse not to go. And I just couldn't find one. Um, and um, that morning, you know, I remember it snowed snowed six inches that morning and and in the parking lot i'm cleaning snow and sometimes the lord and i'm sure he does this to a lot of people but he speaks to me in some really strange ways and some (laughs) you know i'm a little hard-headed so it takes me a little bit um but i'm in the skid loader removing snow and i'm thinking to myself you know we got about a four-hour drive from what i knew i'd never been there but and uh six inches of snow on the ground and i'm thinking okay we're going to leave at noon uh it's going to be forever before we get to encounter and it's almost like he was sitting right next to me and he says uh you used to go through a lot a lot more than that chasing down drugs alcohol and and serving the enemy and Mm. at that point in time i remember there's a piece that come over me and i said okay you know i'm all in i'm 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 in we're going uh, we loaded up and, uh, we were drove 30 minutes and, uh, the roads cleared up and there wasn't another stitch of snow literally from Chillicothe to Lebanon. It was the craziest thing I ever seen. Uh, nothing on the road. Just you and Eddie ride together. Just me and Eddie rode down. Yep. How yep. many times had you been there by that time, Eddie? Uh, <clears throat> four. You'd been there four times already? Mm-hmm. I wrote this down. How was your, when you told your wife this, where was she at in her walk with the Lord when was she? You mean as far as when I was going to encounter? Before you went. I mean, was oh, she like uh, like really wanting you to go or she kind of um, lukewarm herself at that time? Uh, my wife was uh, uh, lukewarm and um, um, my wife, uh, she'll, she'll admit this. She, um, she um, well, when I come back, uh, I guess it'd be easier to explain when I came back how she felt about it. Um, uh, so we went down, and I remember going to the going to the civic center, um, you know, and I remember sitting on the top row and up there just by myself. And and the first person I meet uh, in there, and I'm just people watching. I'm I'm relatively, uh, uh, and I still am. I'm quiet. I don't. Um, you know, I would be okay behind the scenes. I don't want to, 
you know, I'll just sit there and, and say nothing. Um, and I'm sitting there and this guy comes walking up the steps and, uh, and lo and behold, he introduces himself and it's Willie. He's the first person that I met at uh, at the Civic Center, and uh, so there's a special bond there for Willie. I've got a special spot in my heart for him. Uh, we got to sit there, and and we were just talking. That was his first time too. Yeah. And we were looking around, and I'm thinking to myself, of course, Eddie, he drops me off, and I was the only person there, and I'm like, where'd he go? Of course, he was gone. <laughs> you know, typical Eddie. You're you're sitting there, and you're thinking, what? did I get myself into? I mean, honestly, I did. Oh, yeah, first time. It's oh, like, yeah. Wow, what is going on here? Yeah, yep. Um, and we got to the we got to the Civic Center. Um, and uh, that night, which I, I, did get a, I did get a second row seat in the front. I'm a front row guy when it comes to that because I didn't want to be distracted. I'm going to be real honest with you. When I went there, I was pretty selfish. I wanted... I didn't care about anything else. I wanted to get everything that was there for me. Uh, I knew there was something. I didn't know what it was. Um, and I took everything in. And I remember the first night, um, uh, Jeff talked about a guy by the name of Dave Reaver. And it just floored me when he talked about him because it brought back a 25-year flashback. And, um, and 25 years earlier... Uh, when I was 28 years old, I uh, was in a civic center, and Dave Reaver was uh, on a Sunday morning, um, and there was about 600 people there, um, and he was doing a message, and he's a Vietnam vet that had uh, about half of his face was kind of not blown off, but, you know, he had a lot of scars on half of his face. Powerful, powerful message that morning, and I remember sitting there, and uh um, uncontrollable tears would flow and, and I had no idea what was happening, you know, and, and he did an altar call and, um, I wasn't going up, uh, before I knew it, I was in the front. I'd already got up and walked. I didn't even know how I got there. (laughs) I just, it was so overwhelming and I never forget the feeling. And I remember standing there and I remember looking up towards the stage as tears are running and uncontrollable. I couldn't even, I couldn't even shut him off if I'd wanted to. And I remember Dave looking and he looked at me and he didn't look at me. He looked right through me. And from that point forward, everything started to change. And that's where I gave my life to, to Christ. That's when I accepted Jesus for the first time. Praise God. Um, so when I'm sitting there and he's talking about this guy and I'm thinking, surely not. I haven't heard his words. I haven't even, nobody mentioned his name or nothing for 25 years. And I'm like, it can't be the same guy. And so when the Friday night session was over, I, I couldn't stand it. I went up and introduced myself and I asked him if that was uh, the same guy. And uh, he said, yes. And, and uh, the Lord spoke to me pretty loud at that point in time. And he said, you're at the right spot. You are where you need to be. And at that point in time, I was all in. I was, I soaked everything in. Uh, I come home. Um, I left a lot of stuff there. Um, stuff come up uh, that, you know, you thought you'd buried forever, right? Yeah. And, you know, there was true freedom. I left there. I felt like a million dollars. I come home, and now we're going to get back to my wife, what you asked me earlier. Mm-hmm. You could have peeled me off the ceiling. 
you almost needed a lasso <laughs> to reach up there and yank me down. I was so jacked up that my wife was doing one of these. You know, it was a timeout. Hold on, hold on. You know, she's looking at me like, hey, this guy's going to become a preacher, man. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, was, I just couldn't control it. I, I, I look back at it, you know, and, and um, uh, would I have to been that pomp? Probably not. Could I have controlled it? Probably, but I didn't want to. I, I was, I was so, and there was a burn that put inside of me uh, that first weekend that I am so grateful and thankful uh, that the Lord hasn't let it go out. There's a burn that burns inside of me for, for the lost and, uh, and the broken. Amen. That's, uh, it's hard to describe. Uh, but uh, so whenever, uh, for me personally, I'll defend and counter until the fruit's not there. And as long as there's fruit there, I'm there. Amen. Uh, it changed me, changed my family. Um, uh, I watched it change the office uh, from the inside out. Uh, and since then, everybody's, everybody in the office has been there. Uh, but I remember coming home, and, uh, and, and I was, we, were, we were tithers before, uh, um, but I do remember coming home, and uh, we sold the business, and uh, we sold it to Jesus Christ. And I don't say that lightly. I, uh, I say that because of the simple fact that uh, we did, and we strictly worked for him. And I had a guy ask me the other day, you know, uh, uh, when I said that, when I gave my testimony, he's like, uh, so what do you mean by when you work for Jesus? And um, he owns the company. And I said, well, uh, me personally, when I can drive down the road and let's say there's a premier job that you might have give somebody a quote for it's a really good location right because you could really advertise your name and your business and and uh all of a sudden you realize that your competition so to speak uh got the got the job and you didn't when you can honestly in your heart say that uh lord we thank you i thank you hopefully those guys will do him a good job and lord i know that that building wasn't supposed to be for me Praise and God. you don't have any animosity or nothing whatsoever. Uh, I feel at that point in time, uh, when it went from your head to your heart, you're sold out. Uh, because we don't build any buildings for anybody unless the Lord wants us to. Really, seriously, we don't. It's just... Uh, works out better that way. Yeah, it works a lot better. I mean, I, you, you heard what my first one did. You know, it went belly up. <laughs> That's so true about that animosity where even a little something happened this morning where it used to be... You'd get kind of worked up and want to, you know, run somebody down. But when that's just taken away, it's yeah. just, it's still just like almost shocks me every time. Like, I can't believe I'm not getting worked up about that. Right. So right. that's when you know the Lord has really Amen. done something in you. Yep. Back to old uh, Fast Eddie there. When he was, it went four times, did you really notice a big difference in him? Was he kind of like, I wonder what's going on? No, I did, and I seen changes in him. Uh, you know, he was uh, um, uh, a lot. Um, oh, how do I want to say it? You could see a peace over him. You know, uh, there was a change. Uh, how many times was it before you? I think it was four. Four times. Okay, yeah. And so, but I really never. I mean, I knew there was a change in him, and I knew he was changing. 
But uh, I honestly had no idea what he was doing, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't, I, I never ask. I, you know, you get into a tunnel vision sometimes. In, uh, and that's another thing I'm so grateful and thankful that the Lord uh, removed the fog, you know, uh, because um, he's wanted to move the remove the fog on, uh, I feel like, all of us. And uh, when he speaks to you, um, uh, the closer you draw to the Lord, the louder he speaks. Amen. Okay. I mean, uh, he just, uh, uh, so I'm just grateful, uh, you know, that, uh, that I did uh, end up going because uh, I'm changed forever. Amen. I wanted to touch on something really quick, real. So the Monday morning we came back from uh, First Encounter Weekend was pretty, pretty special. I'll never forget that one. And <clears throat> Leroy had called a meeting that morning with the office. And uh, previous times when we'd have meetings in the office, it would always start with, um, it's God, family, business. And that Monday morning, I'm, I'm sure it was rough on him, um, but I think it was something that I needed and I think everybody needed in the office. And Leroy come back, and he says he just got really blunt, shared part of his testimony, and he said, "I've been running it backwards. It's been uh, business, family, and then God." And kind of, you know, it's it's rough, but I feel like that's when you find freedom in it. And um, I think when you came home, you had to ask your wife where your Bible was, and it was dusty. Mm-hmm. Amen. And like, you know, I feel like in that moment is like the Lord showed you like, okay. And what it did for me today is I think in the first times, you know, that I'd invite you, it was, I looking back, like, you know, talking about lukewarm. I think I did a pretty lukewarm invite too. You know, and I look back and I, and I, and I mentioned that, you know, I wished I would have known the Jesus you did when I was 17 and, um, but the Lord is, see, that's where the Lord is so good is there's a fire that burns in me for those now. And I have missed some Amen. because uh, fear, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. And, but the kind of what I wanted to go about it is um, pictured as an umbrella. And whenever the owners, wherever you work at, Whenever they get transformed by Jesus and they literally sell their company to Jesus Christ, it frees me and it frees every single person that is underneath that umbrella to literally go out and share the gospel knowing that there is nothing, nothing that is putting your job title on the line. Like, you can freely, freely share the gospel. And Mm -hmm. it's exciting because today it's like we get to share testimonies of what Jesus did today and uh, you know, where the Lord took you today and maybe you cross path with somebody and you got to share the gospel. Like, man, those are, those are awesome and exciting. And I want to bring this one guy up, Kenny, um, special, special guy. And he went, he was a, he was a miserable old man and I did a job for him and he'd complain and about every little thing. And man, I just, uh, I'd never get upset. Um, but I'm like, I pray for him, and uh, I did another job for him, and didn't even really want to do it because I just knew Kenny. And I went back to do the final on him, and as I'm going headed there, I just man, I felt the peace of God come over me, and 
I knew I knew something was going to happen. And so Kenny come out and sure enough, picking some stuff apart, like, you know, why didn't you put gravel back all the way to the top? And my wife bumps whenever she bumps up there. And I had to go out here with a rake and rake some gravel. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, you're retired. Like, go get a rake. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like that quickly faded away because it's like the Lord was just there and he was ready. And all of a sudden, uh, Kenny said the word faith. And I thought, oh, buddy, you got yourself into something now because he opened it. And uh, so I got to share with him about the Jesus I knew. And he had tears that started coming. And he said, I was a pastor for 20 years. And uh, the church fired me. And I haven't been to church in about 15 years. And you know, he was very bitter and hurt, and I'll never forget, I just looked at him, and, and I told him, I said, you could be free of that today if you would just choose to forgive them, and that man cried, and, uh, but that day, he got free. Amen. He forgave all those that hurt him, and uh, about three weeks later, his wife called me, and uh, she, you know, she's crying, and I'm crying. <laughs> She said, uh, for the last three weeks, he hasn't complained. Wow. He hasn't complained about my food, um, hasn't complained about me cleaning the house. And she said, thank you for uh, being bold enough to share that Jesus with him. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And uh, last year, we got to do another job through Kenny for one of his friends. And this one really broke me. Um, I go do the final, pick the check up, and I open it up, and the check is from Kenny. And uh, he paid for that person's concrete. And uh, before that, Kenny was tight. He would have never spared a dime for anybody else. And to uh, see that is like, okay, Lord, I, I hear you. And, uh, man, praise the Lord that, you know, we get to operate in that. And, and if you're a business owner, Amen. I mean, sell your business. Yeah. Sell it. It'll free everybody underneath you. And uh, yeah, the gospel gets to just travel wherever we go. Right. It's exciting. Uh, you know, from, and I don't look at myself like a, like a owner, you know, or Eddie works for me. I don't look at it that way. I just look at it. We're a team and we're basically out spreading the gospel and we get to sell buildings. And that's what we get to do. And, 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 you know, I always look at it like the Lord has always spoken to me. Um, but now, um, you know, he's always there to open doors for you. But the question becomes, do you hear it? Mm. You know, and are you obedient? You know, we may pull up to a job site. I'm going to use this one example. I got to, for some reason, I got to tell you this story. We pulled to, I'm getting, we're getting ready to start a foundation. And about seven miles out, I'm driving by myself. I'm meeting Eddie there and the guys. And, uh, and uh, the, the Lord uh, says, I want you to get the couple together, and I want you to pray over the job site before you get there, when you, when you get there before you start. And, of course, I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm you know, I'm human. I, uh, so now I'm having a debate with God. And uh, I'm like, I don't even know these guys. I'm not going to do that. And he's like, no, you don't have to know him. I know him, and I want you to do it. And so I'm like, okay, if I get there and, and you remind me, I'll do it. If you're not going to remind me, I'm not doing it. 
And uh, so I'm pulling the driveway and all of a sudden, you guys have probably been there, all of a sudden this urge comes over you that you can't stand it. You have to. Um, so I prayed over it, uh, Eddie and the, and the couple, and we prayed. And then and at the end of the prayer, I remember looking at the, at the wife and she's got tears rolling down her, down her face, you know, and not, we didn't really say anything. Um, we ended up building their home and, uh, and, um, they had a car for sale and it was a SUV. Um, it was a, uh, uh, Ford car, uh, black. Okay, the wife was shopping for a car. So we're like, okay, well, hey, we'll buy it. I'm going to try to make this story short. We ended up buying the car, um, uh, took it home, and and um, uh, all of a sudden, about three weeks later, uh, had a sheriff come knock on the door. Actually, it was a Sunday morning, and I went over to the door to actually look outside, see what the sunshine looks like, and boom, there's cops standing on my front porch. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And he's like, hey, did you guys buy a car? Uh, and I'm like, yeah. And he was wondering because this car came from Texas and um, and it was pinging as in that general area and it was stolen. So I'm like, well, it's sitting in the garage. We can go in there and look. We just bought it. So make a long story short, uh, the car was stolen. Uh, the th- he, had, uh, he had a buddy of his fly down and paid the guy cash for the car brought the car home, had a legit title. We had it tagged and everything, and the thieves had changed the VIN number on the top of the dash there, so nobody really knew. Um, So make a long story short, they wanted the car back. So now I'm sitting there uh, out 59 grand. And now this is the couple that I prayed over uh, before we started their home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a lot of people tell me, well, you might as well forget it. You'll never get your money back. And uh, there was an overwhelming piece that came over me that I knew that these guys, even though it was a bad deal, uh, they were going to give me my money back. And, and they ended up uh, giving me my money back. And then I look at it and I say, if I would have fought myself and said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to pray over them, would that outcome have been the same? Probably not, you know. That's a good word. Um, but... It's just a matter of, uh, of being, uh, being disciplined. I feel like uh, uh, when the Lord speaks, you know, if he wakes me up in the middle of the night and he says, hey, Joe Smith over there um, needs $6,000 and he lays it on my heart to go give him money, uh, I, I got to do it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you just, you just have to uh, because I can't. It's just the same way as this podcast you mentioned something a couple of times about coming up and you know and doing a podcast and stuff and um and I was never really that highly convicted until the other day I was just overwhelmed and to be honest with you I woke up at 3 30 this morning and I'm like look I gotta uh, I'm hoping he's got an opening because I gotta get rid of this <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kid. <laughs> yeah we're just uh, very lucky to be able to just to speak the name of Jesus wherever Amen. we go. I know there's a Amen. lot of people that uh, work in schools, and our good friend Cole, he just uh, can't hardly even say the word Jesus Amen. without getting in trouble. So we just really yeah. need to take advantage of the opportunities that uh, we got because a Amen. lot of people uh, will listen to us, yep. if anything. Yeah. Um, get back to uh, selling your business to Jesus. Uh, you want to speak on that, Leroy, what that exactly is? 
really meant and the testimony that leads to? Well, for, for us, for us, after I got back, um, and, and, and a lot of it is what we've been talking about. Uh, it's just a matter of, uh, uh, being sold out. Um, the same thing, like if he wakes you up in the middle of the night, um, same thing with driving down the road and you look at your competition over there. The thing that excites me is, uh, the same thing that Eddie was talking about. What excites me is, when uh, the guys that work out of the office, they can go, they don't have to call us to, like, when I'm thinking about the guy up north where you guys took the mini hoe up there and you did some work for him, you know, and he wanted to pay you, you know, um, and Eddie may be able to share that story, but uh, it's not like he has to call and say, hey, we're going to go spend about two hours helping this guy out and not charge him anything because we feel like that's what the Lord asks us to do. Uh, certain times, um, you know, there's situations that come up where a guy's in need and, you know, maybe his building burns down. And if the Lord tells you to go build the building and not charge him nothing, um, if that's laid on your heart, that's just, that's, that's what we do. And in, in, in years past, I would have never done that. Not that I didn't believe in Jesus, but you know, when you're, when you're sold out and you don't, you don't own it. I mean, it's not yours. Uh, if he tells you to do that, he's going to provide. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's things that I've always believed in Jesus, but I didn't really believe in helping anybody else. Right. I figured they just helped themselves. I, right. I helped myself. Why don't they help themselves? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But now to yeah. be able to just uh, give yep. and yep. give freely, it just Amen. gave me a new desire to even uh, work harder just so he can give more. That's right. Where yeah, I used to right. absolutely hate it. Right. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot about that one. And what's really cool is like there's a um, there's a lot of testimonies that you know come through that. And I think our uh, our daily walk should always be changing and growing, and uh, you know uncomfortableness. But that was a really really cool one. Um, I had a about a year and a half before that happened um i had the lord uh lay on my heart that i'm gonna go to this one church and preach and it was so overwhelming i mean i sat in that driveway in that meeting i was 20 minutes late for the meeting i was bawling and i called my wife and she is not quite getting the same vibe i'm getting in the moment but (laughs) you know she knew and it was a year and a half later and i'm driving down the road and uh, the Lord said, cancel all your meetings. And, and when the Lord does that and you, you know the Lord's voice, like you trust it, you know, but you kind of try to reason your way with God and you're like, okay, now let's make sure this is you. And So after uh, kind of arguing with God for five minutes, I uh, canceled all my meetings and didn't know why. And I had to run to another job site and uh, pick up some materials to bring back to the boys. And as soon as I uh, get ready to pull back into this job site, here comes an old man on a ranger with no shirt, dirty, flies around the corner, about rolled it. And uh, he gets up there and he wanted some help. And so uh, I jump in the ranger with him and against better judgment... We go flying down the road. He about messes his turn, yanks it sideways. We hit a culvert, and I thought, Lord, are you sure? And uh, 
he took me back there and showed me what he wanted done. And so we just uh, brought all the machines down and uh, I think it was about two to three hours of work and we went even above and beyond and it was awesome. And uh, he come down with a check and uh, he signed it and he handed me a blank check and said, fill out whatever you want. And that's what Leroy was talking about. You know, I didn't have to call to like, and I'm like, no, it's been paid in full. Like the Lord has really blessed us. And uh, that man just lost it. He just bawled and walked away and come back. He's like, you can't do that. That's too much. And I'm like, nope, nope. It is really paid in full. It is free today. Amen. Mm, amen. And I got to share the gospel, and he'd walk away again and cry and come back. and like, no, you can't do it. He did this four times. And it was awesome. Uh, he had back problems, back pain, um, had no family, lived way back there by himself, and it's really cool. I, I got to pray for him, got to pray healing for his back. And um, this spring, I want to take Riker up there to go spring turkey hunting. He wants me to come turkey hunt with my Amen. son, and I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But that's whenever the Lord was preparing me what he was about to tell me next. And it's so cool when you really listen to the Lord and you yield to it. Um, I'm not saying don't ever, you know, he says test the spirits. And uh, to not seek the Lord on that, and he'll show you. And uh, I had left that place 10 minutes, and the Lord said, it's time. And I knew exactly what he meant. That's it. That's all he said. It was time to go to that church. And so we uh, cold called um, an elder, and I just told him, I said, hey, the Lord uh, said I'm going to come preach at this church. And there was an awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it was good, and, uh, you know, the Lord was faithful with that. So, Awesome. And praise the Lord. All glory goes to God. It's, it's just uh, amazing that we truly, freely get to do it, and it's the most freeing thing to do is to wake up in the morning and not hate your job, uh, to love what you do, and you get to share the gospel with people. Right. Amen. As we're all just talking about just serving the Lord, I look down at my Bible at Galatians uh, 1.10. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Well, we're amen. Of a lot of our lives, it sounds like, I know for myself, we've really tried to please people in a yep. way in our yep. worldly idols and goals, but now just to serve the Lord and to uh, give freely and never have so much freedom and love and joy and peace. Uh, right. Um, it's just, uh, I never thought it would be like this. Right. Right. And I've said before, you know, I thought, well, if I got healed from cancer, I mean, still, I'm just going to be going to church and this sucks. So I'd rather just, I just did not ever imagine it right. could be like this. I had right. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you, uh, I feel when you get filled, um, you know, I, that illustration is really, really good. Uh, for me, it's really good is when you get filled with Jesus and, uh, the illustration on the water hose, you know, you turn the water faucet on and uh, that hose is running full. It's the same way with getting into the word and, uh, and you're full of Jesus. Um, it's hard to put something up the end of the water hose when she's running full. Mm-hmm. As soon as you crank her down, you get out of your word and, and all of a sudden something's climbing up in the water hose and now you get clogged up. Um, 
And uh, the enemy's always out there, but when you have her flowing with Jesus, uh, there's not a better feeling. You know, right. when you're when you're disciplined to what you feel like the Lord's asking you to do. Very true. Um, Leroy's got an awesome teaching on uh, tithing that uh, um, we're going to do on a uh, um, another episode that uh, will be coming up here pretty shortly. But I just want to. Uh, finish this one here of just testimonies and just uh, um, men of Lord, just uh, of the God, just uh, sitting around talking and just uh, praising Him. I just got a, a final question. I forgot to do it for the last few of them. Just uh, how has the Lord uh, blessed you the most here lately, Leroy? Wow. Uh, whew. So, um. Well, this is the one that comes to my mind, so I gotta, I gotta share it. Um, uh, two weeks ago, on a, uh, I think it was on a Wednesday morning, we had about five inches of snow on the ground, and uh, I'm sitting in the office. I went to the office early, four o'clock in the morning. About six o'clock, my phone rings, and uh, it's my son, and um, he says, uh, "Dad, uh, I'm in the ditch." Of course. Me, you know, I'm joking. I'm like, okay, well, hey, that's a novel place to be. And <laughs> and uh, he says, no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, my truck's upside down and I'm pinned. And uh, there's something goes through you. And uh, we, uh, I jumped up and Eddie was in the office and uh, we run outside and Eddie jumps in the driver's seat. <laughs> and uh, so we're going up the road and he's telling us where we were and where he was. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, man, Eddie, you got to drive faster than this. You'll never get there, you know, from a dad's side. Right. I mean, you're, you couldn't get there fast enough. Right. And, uh, so, uh, um, he called, I actually called him and I said, Hey, where are you at for sure? He says, Hey, don't, don't get in a big hurry. He says, I'm okay. But, uh, basically what happened is, is, uh, uh, the truck, uh, got sucked in uh, snow and, flipped it upside down and he's hanging upside down in a seatbelt and he had a seatbelt on and um and he couldn't get out so now you're sitting in there and all the fluids are running and so you're getting pretty emotional you know you're you're kind of getting panic you know and right. and he looks down and lo and behold the lord puts a screwdriver right next to him and he pops the window three or four times takes his foot and kicks it out and um to make a long story short um the lord literally took his little pinky and uh said Trenton, you're covered. He did he come out of there without a scratch. Nothing. I mean, not even sore. He was not a scratch, not a scratch on him. Totaled the truck. Uh, it's flipped straight upside down in the ditch. So when I look at it from a blessing side, uh, you look at it, that could have been totally different. Uh, oh, yeah. Could have been a totally different outfit in, uh, in outcome. So um, I like what Eddie said uh, at that point in time. And, of course, we stood around there and we prayed uh, and thanked the Lord for it. Um, and, uh, and Eddie didn't, uh, he even mentioned this, that, you know, Hey, I'm not boasting or nothing, but, uh, you know, the Lord's got us covered Amen. and he did. Amen. Amen. Eddie. Oh, um, this one's a little bit different, but this one is going to be on the concrete guys. And I have, um, prayed for them and, um, prayed for them. There's still some that are lost, and you know you you hope your influence changes them, and 
Um, the Lord is also teaches us to be patient, and the Father has to draw him. And I believe the Lord is going to draw him in, and that's something that uh, I think it's been the greatest blessing lately is just knowing, like that time is coming when the Lord is going to save that whole concrete crew, and um, I hope, I hope one day uh, those guys will be on here too and have that same burning desire um, for the lost and. Um, I pray that for every person that I get to work with is, you know, that we always represent Jesus well and uh, our mistakes don't define us. Uh, Jesus defines us. And uh, that's been the greatest blessing that the Lord has really lately put compassion on that and just start speaking it, start believing it. And they're coming. And people are hurt. People are broken. People go through stuff. They need uh, they need the light. I'm going to boast in the Lord in that, that um, we're supposed to be different. And Amen. So. That's awesome. Yeah, mine, most recently we'd done a deliverance with a guy and watched the Lord uh, drive out demons, and you never know what's going to happen after they leave, but when they call back in a couple days and you talk to them, it's just like I've never felt better in my life. You're just like, you know, you're you're doing the right thing. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we're going to finish this one up, and we'll, uh, we'll be back. Thank you.